Welcome to the Peak Performance Greatness Show. I'm Christopher Dedian, founder and CEO of Dedian Enterprises, Inc. We are committed to optimize people's performance with tools such as peak performance speaking, coaching, and consulting programs for a worldwide international community. We believe that the only difference between where you are and where you want to be is acquiring the knowledge you need and consistently utilizing that knowledge to become a peak performing individual in every area of your life. Stick around until the end of the show where we will reveal how you can become the next guest on the fastest growing inspirational educational podcast on the planet in 20 to 30 minutes. Let's go. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Peak Performance Greatness Show. I am your host, Christopher Dedian, and today I am so blessed to have Laurie Stank with me, which she is the founder and president of Launch X, which is a high school entrepreneurship program. Laurie, how are you doing today? Oh, doing great. That is amazing. I'm really interested to dive into this conversation with you as we're going to talk about many things because... You are the first person that I am meeting that has put together a program for entrepreneurship for high school students. And why I'm saying that's like the first time I'm hearing it, and obviously me being in the coaching background and the business world background and in the speaking background, there's a lot of these programs out there for people that are actually in the workforce or even university students, but very rarely for high school students. So I want to know what directed you towards the high school community? And do you see that there is a hunger, a need for this market for these young kids? Yeah. And oh my gosh, like I think high school students are at the perfect age for this. Uh, Cause I mean, they've been raised with the latest technological advances. Uh, they're at this like kind of perfect critical age for it. And uh, I call it, they're, they're not quite at that age where they're at the, I, I should have known better effect yet, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> where, you know, the, the older you get, uh, you've, you've built in so many of these different kind of like assumptions and biases about the way the world works. Uh, so I, I love teaching high school students uh, entrepreneurship. Uh, and what's more, I mean, I know when I was younger, I, you know, had so much ambition, drive, wanted to take on the world and adults would always say, oh, you'll do great things someday when you have that degree, when you have so much more experience. Uh, and, you know, meanwhile, once I did, you know, buckle down, get my fancy degrees, get out to the real world, you know, real world, if you will. <laughs> um, you know, I remember being asked to take initiative on projects, like be asked to creatively problem solve, make decisions without that perfect information of homework. And it was, it was really different. Um, and so I just, I love that entrepreneurship education in particular can, can kind of solve both of these things you know, prepare that adaptability, resourcefulness, everything, uh, but then also believe that these high school students can do amazing things now. So I think it's this kind of perfect blending of both of these things, uh, giving them all those critical tools, but then having them start real companies. And it's, it's really been amazing to see them start these real things and, uh, and get real companies off the ground. And Laurie, that is so true. Like you kind of alluded to the fact that these kids are in a different time frame right now within society that they have access to building companies at very young age. Like I've, I've seen very successful teenagers that run businesses that are making multiple millions of dollars and it's extremely impressive. So to think about, hey, teaching these kids the actual framework and the foundations that they need to run a business, to be entrepreneurs, to be leaders is extremely interesting. 
And do you mind telling me what is the response that you've been getting from these kids? Do you feel like they're diving in with both feet, especially with social media and a lot of like entrepreneurs becoming almost celebrities nowadays? Is it something that's attracting the youth to go into this world? Yeah, they've they've been extremely receptive to it. It's It's been phenomenal to see. And in fact, we have uh, an extremely low acceptance rate to the program because there's been such a demand for it, which wow. has been amazing to see. Uh, we've we've had to kind of be intentional about our growth of the program um, as as we've seen such an amazing demand for, for the for the program. Uh, so yeah, and I think that some of that is that um, so many students now do see that that pathway and and pipeline um, of of these kind of like, whether it's celebrity, Shark Tank, everything else. Yes. Uh, and I think yes. that, that that is important that um, that students wanna be able to see what the their future could entail. Uh, and so, I mean, I think we, we hit it at the right time, if you will, that there's all these uh, other things that allow them to be able to see, you know, like, okay, yeah, there's, you know, these sexy things, whether it's like Mark Zuckerberg and Elon Musk and everybody that, um, you know, act as these celebrities in the space, but then there's also uh, different TV shows and everything that allow them to be able to see a little bit more what the what the space might be like, even if it might not always show it 100% accurately, <laughs> uh, still allows them to get excited about it. So, I mean, Laurie, there's so many things that I want to talk about. I'm getting so excited about what you're saying here. And we're like, I want to dive into obviously your past, your studies and all that, because that's just impressive in itself. But let's just keep in this line of the entrepreneurship and the kids right now. And you alluded to the aspect of uh, how entrepreneurship is becoming so much more mainstream with Shark Tank, with the Zuckerbergs of this world, with the Gary V's of this world on social media and so on and so forth. And I do believe the last couple of years, it has been portrayed almost in this sexy way of what entrepreneurship is. But anybody that's an entrepreneur knows that there's a lot of, lot of, lot of down moments of being an entrepreneur. And I'm far from being anything of a pessimist, but in this scenario, it's the reality in itself. Now, where does that cross when it comes to the kids explaining what reality is of being an entrepreneur, of there's ups, there's downs, there's a lot of delayed gratification, there's a lot of hard work involved in creating these things. And do you think, I'm giving you two questions, but I'm sure you're going to be able to answer this. Do you think that a lot of people are going into entrepreneurship, especially the youth, because it is becoming almost you know, commercialized as this beautiful thing when they actually should be standard employees, let's call it. And there's nothing wrong with that. Sorry for the word standard, but employees, let's call it. Yeah. And that's a great question. Um, I mean, I think that, um, you know, the, the program does help like kind of demystify a little bit what mm -hmm. entrepreneurship can be. Uh, but a lot of the students that come to the program have already started to dip their toe in the water a mm -hmm. little bit. Uh, and we, we bring together uh, different entrepreneurial types, if you will, like some of them might be a little bit more builder, some might be a little bit more um, like business developer types or a little bit more brander types or operations. We try to bring together those different types uh, and expose them a little bit more to what that, you know, startup world is like to allow them to see, okay, is, is this really you know, is this really for me or is, you know, being a little bit more an entrepreneur, what, what will be right for me? You know, do I want to just be taking a little bit more initiative in a, a bigger company structure? And if that's the case, that's great. Uh, but allowing them to be able to learn how to be able to take that more initiative in a, a, a workspace is also a great success 
because a lot of the educational space and, and not all of it, but a lot of it is, is teaching people to, you know, check multiple choice answers, right? So if we're teaching people through this program to manage up and to be more entrepreneurial, that's also a success. Yes. Uh, and so a lot of, a lot of the students are going on to be entrepreneurs. A lot are going on to be entrepreneurs. I, I consider that. both of those be fantastic successes out of the program. And I know that's, that's not a hundred percent the, you know, answer to your question. Uh, but, uh, and uh, so the students come to the program, it demystifies a little bit what it's, what entrepreneurship is about. Um, and, you know, there, a, a lot of them starting real companies, a lot of them continuing with those, a lot of them starting additional companies, a lot of them deciding, okay, wow, this is a long time frame and a lot of hurdles. Mm-hmm you know, maybe I want somebody else to take on those hurdles. <laughs> and I like other portions of taking initiative in different ways, other portions of problem solving in different ways. And that's what I, I take from this. Uh, and yeah, we, we share a lot of what those ups and down failures are in a lot of different ways, whether that be with mentorship, speakers, hands-on, them going through the process. And uh, I, I think both of those are successes, whether they become entrepreneurs themselves or take action in other ways. And it's, it's been really amazing over the last years, whether they take action with startups or even, I thought it was really encouraging during the pandemic that a lot of them took action as leaders in their communities in other ways as well. I love it. Laurie, I mean, the more you're speaking, the more I'm like, wow, you, you know what you're talking about. And I love the vision and mission, what I get that you have within this organization, because you alluded to something very important. You compared entrepreneurship and intrapreneurship. And if you permit, I'm just going to put a bit more emphasis on what is entrepreneurship. Essentially, entrepreneurship is exactly the same type of person as an entrepreneur. They see problems the same way. They see solutions the same way. They hire the same way. They work on their personal development the same way. The only difference is an entrepreneur is investing, starting his own business towards an entrepreneur is already working within a structure within a business in itself. So if you are creating entrepreneurs, great. But if you're creating entrepreneurs that are going to go and work in these amazing companies that are already rolling and looking at it within that ideology of I'm an entrepreneur. This is a part of my business in itself as well, even though I'm not hundred percent owner or whatever, instead of being an employee, I think you're doing a phenomenal job. So I just wanted to highlight that. And I'm going to ask you one last question about this entrepreneurship stuff. And then we're going to go to your uh, past and we'll kind of uh, allude back to this over here. So that being said, these are questions and things that I answer on my YouTube channel. And one of them, one of my videos that actually is quite popular was a question of, is entrepreneurs or are entrepreneurs born or made? So I want to know your opinion on that. Do you believe entrepreneurs are born and made or made, especially that you have a school teaching kids about entrepreneurship? Uh, I think entrepreneurs are made. Uh, I, I mean, it is absolutely a trait that can be, can be taught uh, in in, in the same way that, you know, resiliency can be taught, problem solving can be taught. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I mean, a lot of these things can be taught. Uh, I mean, I, I think there can be slight bits of predisposition towards some of those aspects. Um, I mean, in, but in, in the same way that engineering is taught. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if both of your parents are engineers, maybe they're going to nudge you a little bit more towards that, right? <laughs> but you still can, can learn those skills. And I think the, the same is absolutely true of entrepreneurship. Uh, I, I think it's something that um, a lot of times we see certain traits of these 
overly um, charismatic entrepreneurs, Mm -hmm. but those are just the ones that are in the media in the same way that if you look at, if you look at the list of the fortune 500 CEOs, there's a few that hit the headlines, but I challenge all of you to go to the fortune 500 list and try and, and look at the CEOs of all of them and see how many names you recognize. It's not Honestly, you'll probably recognize at most a handful. And that's if you are in the field, like I could name a handful and this is my career legit. So it's absolutely true. A lot of these people put their heads down, do the work, but they're not out there in the forefront on socials or, you know, loud and about. Uh, So that is very interesting the way you kind of presented that. And I truly do agree that there is a hundred percent. This is a trait like anything else that can be acquired, but I do believe as well. And you kind of alluded to it in there is that this is certain skills that can be natural for some people, pending what their environment was. So the example that you gave of an engineer, if both your parents are engineers, you have a higher chance of becoming an engineer if that's what you want, because the verbiage of engineers is going to be more predominantly present within your youth because both your parents are, and they're going to be talking about that stuff. So Laurie, as we kind of went into this entrepreneurial conversation here with your amazing company and school and program, Talk to me a bit more about you. How did you end up going here? How did you end up developing this? I know that you have an amazing background from a mechanical engineer from MIT and have an MBA from Harvard Business, which both of those degrees are just hats off to you. So talk to us a bit more about your background and all of that aspect and how do you end up doing what you're doing right now? Yeah, well, like I said, I mean, I know I had that bit of, you know, creativity, ambition, drive growing up and I... I never really knew what an entrepreneur was, but I had that bit of entrepreneurial spirit, whether it was, you know, building, tinkering around with different things growing up. And um, yeah, I guess I just always had that bit of problem solving spirit and it just turned to different things growing up. And I guess it's kind of like how uh, Steve Jobs says, you can't really connect the dots looking forward, only looking back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, I had my years of, I'll call it career ADD. <laughs> of jumping around to a number of different things, whether it was uh, working at a design studio for a couple of years, um, GE's commercial leadership program for a couple of years, uh, then business school and um, let's see here, and then management consulting. And I just, I found this kind of common thread of continually doing different types of problem solving, but on different scales. And in past certain point, it was something that um, once I started launch checks, I, I call it my kind of like professional enlightenment <laughs> mm-hmm. that I, um, yeah, as I, as I went from engineering to business school, I know a lot of people see that as being very different things even. Uh, but for me, mechanical engineering was something that I discovered it when I, um, could dream something up and then hold it in my hands. Mm-hmm. And then business school was then being able to problem solve things for businesses. And then, entrepreneurship to me was being able to do that on a whole nother scale and, and, and then now being able to support others to do that. Uh, so for me, there's this, this clear thread that I only really found looking back. And um, I, I think for, for other people, once they discover entrepreneurship, it's similar. It's like, oh my gosh, it kind of ties together all of yes. these threads and in, in a way that I never really realized was possible. Oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> and um yeah, I think that's that's what entrepreneurship is for so many people. It's like, oh my God, it just ties all of these things together. 
Uh, so that's that's the best way I can describe it. <laughs> Laurie, you just described how I found out to be an entrepreneur. And to be quite honest, probably 95%, if not more of entrepreneurs have found it exactly through that journey in itself. And as you were talking about this, um, I was going to say uh, business enlightenment with your company. And I know that you're kind of an education background. The way you kind of explained it was very interesting. I have a question in that regards. Do you think that the education system is asking kids to find out what they want to do in the future way too young. Now, why I'm asking this, because I'm alluding to your story of, I'm guessing when you went to MIT, you were probably in your early 20s or late teens, whatever the process was for you. And then they're being like, hey, I want to become an engineer, then probably going in there noticing that's not necessarily what I want, going into business and then so on and so forth. Do you think there's a better way to go about it? Or do you think the structure that we have right now is good? So it's meant to be kind of jumping from one career to another until you figure out, oh, this is where I should be. Um, I mean, I think that there there needs to be a stake in the ground at some point, right? Mm -hmm. Otherwise, I mean, when will will you Mm -hmm. figure something out, right? So I think think there does need to be a stake in the ground uh, to, to, to start from. And I mean, for, for me, it's something that I'm, I'm really glad to have done mechanical engineering because I think it taught me a certain type of like problem solving mindset that allowed me to have a really great foundation. And um, I mean, I, I think that that foundation is, is different for different people. And um, I don't think there is any real right or wrong, uh, but there, there does need to be that starting stake in the ground that then you kind of pivot from in the same way that with a company, um, I mean, you set your kind of stake in the ground and your, your North star and you kind of figure out your jagged path from there. Right. Uh, I, I mean, I remember even just going to business school, something that was kind of eye opening and inspirational for me is sitting in that classroom with so many other brilliant peers and expecting to hear a right and wrong answer when we would do case studies. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we all got the same information of the case and we'd come in and, and everybody would like argue it a slightly different way. And at the end, like the, the professor, the teacher wouldn't tell us who was right, who was wrong. It was infuriating. Uh, but, <laughs> but after a couple of weeks though, I would, I would notice these trends and themes. Like some people would argue a little bit more like maybe like a capitalist perspective. Somebody argue a little bit more like social impact perspective. And I realized like, okay, that's, that's kind of what we can hope for in life or in our, our businesses perhaps is just to have this kind of like alignment of decisions, alignment of perspective, um, you know, like set up our company North Star, set up our kind of like life North Star and have this kind of like jagged path along it. Like there's no real right and wrong. Uh, so whether it's your major of undergrad or your first job, there's no real right and wrong. And I I think we put a lot of pressure on ourselves with each of those decisions as though, oh my gosh, our entire life will fail if we choose the wrong first job. Uh, But so long as it's aligned with what makes sense for you, then there's no real right and wrong. I love that answer. Essentially, there's a lot of gray. I do agree that there needs to be a line on the ground, but that last bit that you said that we just have to understand to diminish that pressure of like, oh my God, this is the decision that's going to 
you know, carry out my life is not necessarily accurate at a hundred percent. Now it does happen to many people, but there's a lot of them actually more than the, the counterparts that will dive into a career and then jump to another one. And there is a reason for everything. Just like you said, you went from MIT to Harvard business and all that stuff. And Lori, as you were kind of talking about this, talk to me, but like, what is the mission and vision in the next couple of years when it comes to launch X, like how many clients, student clients or students do you have right now? How many employees, where do you want to go with this? Are you linked up with one specific school? Is it international? What's your goals with the business in itself? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Great questions. Uh, so let's see here. We have, like I said, had so much demand for the program. So uh, maintaining that kind of quality growth is, is definitely a, a huge consideration. And this coming year, we'll be running both the uh, on-campus program as well as online program because the last couple of years we have run it online. Uh, so we'll uh, continue to grow both of those as well as, I mean, we have about a third of our students that are international. Uh, so that's fantastic to be able to continue to grow that as well wow. as we're you know considering what the additional international expansion uh, opportunities may be since we've had such a strong pull internationally. And I mean, as we think about what the... Um, real growth opportunities of it are. I mean, at our core, uh, we're a community of young entrepreneurs. I mean, the, the reason that students come to us are for that community of like-minded young innovators and to build something cool. Uh, I mean, if you, if you think about, I mean, any of us starting companies, um, I mean, we, we wanna be able to have that support system as we go through this. Uh, I mean, I, I know so many of us can feel you know, alone as we go through it. So to be able to have that built-in network of like-minded peers for, you know, potential co-founders, you know, morale through the ups and downs, bounce ideas off one another, everything is, is pretty amazing. I mean, for so many of them that in their high schools, they're the only ones that want to, you know, quirkily build a 3D printer in their basement or create an app or, you know, want to stay up late talking about future business trends and stock market. I mean, you bring all of them together in one place. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Uh, so that's, like, I mean, we just want to continue building that network. Uh, and um, I mean, this summer we'll probably have close to um, actually around 400 students across both the uh, in-person and online. And then we'll be continuing to, to grow that over the coming years, wow. uh, both the person and online. <laughs> all right, Laurie, I want to be respectful for your time here. But before kind of ending this great conversation, there's a couple of things that I really want to ask you. And first of all, as we're talking about what we're talking about, I'm sure there are listeners and our viewers are going to, are probably wondering, where can they go to apply for this? Is there an age group for this? How much does it cost? So on and so forth. What can you going to guide us on that end? And where can we reach out to you to really see if uh, we want to become a part of this essentially? Yeah, and we just opened our applications for the coming year. So great timing. Okay. Uh, the website for the program is launchx.com. The application is at apply.launchx.com. Uh, so any high school student, current grades 9 through 12 or international equivalent is eligible to apply. And so that would be uh, this coming summer, just you know, graduating those grades 9 through 12 uh, are eligible to be applying for the program. And actually also, if any folks who are running startups would be interested in helping support as volunteers, either as a mentor um, or, or speaker, then there's also information on the website um, or actually, yeah, launchx.com 
slash about dash us slash get dash involved. Um, okay. Or you can email info, info at launchx.com. <laughs> Might be I was easier just going to say that. There's a lot long. of dashes and stuff. Everything's going to be in the show notes. So guys, don't worry. You guys could go refer back to it over there, <laughs> but we'll definitely make it as easy as possible for people to reach out to it. But yeah, Lori, that, that, yeah. Is, um, that is amazing. <laughs> Honestly, like great stuff with all that. So what I understand, obviously it is for high school students. And is this a summer program? Is this like a whole semester thing? So after high school, is it like, Hey, there it's like, instead of going to college or doing this, that are going for university, they're going for this for a little while. How's that like time frame work? Yeah, it's just during the summer. Uh, okay. so one month in the summer. Uh, okay. so it's, um, do not, you do not have to forgo college. And in fact, we encourage students to still be going to college since there are a lot of great resources during, uh, during university to be able to continue with your startup. Uh, so just for that, that one month during the summer. I love it. I love it. So Lori, my before last question over here is as this show is called the peak performance greatness show and everything on my brand is about performance, about from my coaching side to my speaking side, I truly believe everybody has high levels of performance and they're really high level peaks. Now, obviously Lori, by listening to what you've created, to what you've done, to the schools that you went to, the degrees you have, it's extremely clear that you're a high performing individual. Now, my question to you is, what are some of the rituals, the habits, the methodologies that you use on a daily basis to be such high peak performing? Because there are tricks to this. There is some golden nuggets that you could share with us. So I'm just wanting to know what are some of those uh, things that you could share with us? Yeah, let's see here. Um, So I always put my to-do list into what's called an importance urgency matrix. Mm -hmm. Uh, So the top right corner being the most important, urgent items Mm -hmm. uh, that I try to tackle first and importance in terms of what's most important to the company um, determined by most valuable to the company. Mm -hmm. And uh, what's difficult, like once you get into the habit of continually putting things like your to-do list into, into this format, which I think that's probably the most difficult part of this, then it is life-changing because I feel like before this, it can be so tempting to tackle your to-do list in terms of the easiest things to do versus the most valuable things to do. Yes. And the more you get in the habit of this, uh, the more you can learn to outsource those less valuable items, either automate or to other members of the team. And you as the founder president, spend time on those high value items, um, particularly whether those are the partnerships, cultivating aspects of your team. Um, yeah. However is defined as valuable within your organization. And then the other item is I'd say like my team hears me say at least once a week, if not more data drives decisions Mm -hmm. (laughs) and figuring out what key items of data are most important in your organization. Uh, So within my team, there are a few pieces of metrics that we review on at least a weekly basis, if not more, uh, and that are just habitual uh, and and that we have different kind of operational systems within the team that that support that to be able to, to know how to be able to have everybody align swimming in the same direction around those. So those are probably like the couple of things that I think are, are really important that um, kind of have everybody supporting the, the most valuable things, um, like both for myself as well as like everybody individually. 
Lori, I love that. And I'm just going to repeat it just so the listeners and the viewers could really catch that. The first thing you mentioned is actually something called the Eisenhower metric, which it was actually the yep. president Eisenhower that brought it together. I love that. This is something that I talk about and I coach on immensely. It's great to put down your, your to-do list, but then you have to prioritize it. And like you mentioned, Lori, the first column is important, non-urgent, then it's important, uh, sorry, important, urgent. Then the second one is important, non-urgent. Then it's uh, uh, urgent, non-important, and then non-important, non-urgent. It's really important to look at these tasks and separate them. As well, you did mention there's different quality within the task itself. So there's certain tasks that are easier that you're more drawn to do instead of doing the ones that are going to bring back more value, more income, more X, Y, and Z. Certain things that we push away as entrepreneurs a bit more because maybe it has to do with prospecting or whatever the case is. And finally, the last thing you mentioned was analytics. I'm such a fan of this. If you want to be a high performer, you have to 100% look at your performance metrics. And that's sales, that's your weight, that's your where you're at with your relationships, so on and so forth. So I love everything you just mentioned over here. And the last question that I have for you, Lori, is where can our community connect with you? Is there somewhere more than others? Where can we meet up with you on social, so on and so forth? Obviously, you did give your information for uh, your company. But other than that, where else can we connect with you? Yeah. So, uh, the website launchx.com is a great place to connect. Um, and mention info at launchx.com is our, uh, the email address as well as let's see here. Um, we have Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Uh, and so let's see here across those, um, yeah, Instagram, the handle launchxed, like ed education as well as for facebook it is i can't remember if it's launch x or launch x ad we'll put those on here as well yeah Uh, yeah and we've got some great videos coming out uh on our our youtube as well well for the application release just came out and have some other great videos on there as well of uh, y'all can check out demo day videos where students have have uh shown previously the the cool startups that they've done as well as just other uh, videos like day in the life and such that the students have shown from the the previous summers. I love that. Lori, thank you very much for being on the podcast. I love this conversation. I feel like we could have even talked for longer, but I just love what we spoke about. And thank you for doing what you're doing. Cause as you were speaking about this and I was thinking about it, I'm like, I wish that things like this were around when I was younger, I would have jumped on this a hundred million miles an hour. It would have been so fun being a part of this. So thank you very much for sharing all of this. And uh, it was great having you on the show. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. It was a blast. (laughs) No problem. Have a great day. Christopher Devian here. Thank you so much for listening to the Peak Performance Fitness Show. If you're a successful entrepreneur or intrapreneur who would like to be on this program, please visit our website at peakperformancegreatness.com. If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot of your phone, text it to a friend, or post it on the socials. If you know somebody that could be a great guest, please tag them on social media to let them know about this program. And don't forget to include the hashtag Peak Performance Greatness. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We regularly put out new episodes and content. To make sure that you don't miss any episode, go ahead and click that subscribe button. Your thumbs up, rating, and review go a long way to help us promote this show, and it would mean a lot to me as well as my team. You want to know more? Go ahead and visit our website at peakperformancegreatness.com or follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, or my YouTube channel at Christopher Didier. Thank you for listening. We will see you next time. Have a blessed and grateful day.